when this song plays, it usually means the Yankees won. Oh, but this song was playing yesterday. After Yankees lost, the Red Sox blasted this song in the Yankees club, visitors' clubhouse after defeating the Yankees 4-3 in the Bronx, eliminating them from the playoffs, ending their seasons as Boston goes back home to take on the Houston Astros in the ALCS. My name is Justin Ray. I'm sad. I'm mad. I'm frustrated. But this is my new podcast called Speak My Mind. And it's all about sports. And I hope you guys are ready to listen. I'm jumping into the, the topic today. And it's all Yankees all day. What can we say? You know, you're sitting at home. Ninth inning begins. And you're just already submitted to the fact that the offseason is now here for us. What to do. What changes to make. Fire Boone. <laughs> so many people are saying that. You know, all the things going on. And then, Judge walks on four pitches. ZD smacks a single. And then Giancarlo comes up and does what he normally does. Strikes out. That's a big issue. We'll get to that. Then, who comes up to the plate? The September hero, Luke Voigt. He walks on four pitches. This is big. This is big. Neil Walker comes up. I was I was really excited to see him come to the plate because he had good plate appearances all game long. He gets hit by, by a pitch. A run comes in, and it's 4-2. to two. Gary Sanchez comes up. Oh, my gosh. Every Yankee fan was at the edge of their seats with this one, especially me. I couldn't feel my feet. He hits a long fly ball. I thought off the bat that it was gone. I thought he won the game with a grand slam. It's a sacrifice fly. And he moves on. And Judge scores. 4-3. Panicking. Don't know where to put my face. Just losing my mind right now. Gleyber Torres comes up. With the bases loaded. A little dribbler to the third baseman. Eduardo Nunez. Former Yankee. And he throws him out by an inch. Oh, man. What a way to end it. So sad. After believing our season was over. And then the Yankees give us so much hope. And then we fall. Oh, that was a sad way to end the season. Doesn't help that the day before we lost 16-1. to That's... This is where we get into this issue. Aaron Boone versus Joe Girardi. Did Brian Cashman mess up? And some people may say, oh, no, he didn't. We won 100 games. We did better than we did last season. Well, of course you're going to do better than you did last season. The team is 10 times better. Everybody's a, a year older, a year more experienced. So especially I'm talking more towards our young nucleus. And we just added the, the former NL MVP, Giancarlo Stanton, who hit 59 home runs. You know, everything's looking all fine and dandy. Then, injuries start happening. The strikeouts start happening. And then, we don't know, we don't, we don't know where, where, where the season went. It, it, 100 wins. And you think you did so good, and yet it felt so bad. Call me dramatic, but it did. This team got shut down a lot in their losses. They are under 500 by a lot. When we don't hit a home run in a game. 
we've been shut down. Rick Porcello earlier in the year in August pitched a complete game, one run, one hitter on 86 pitches. This team could, it, it was obvious from the very start of the season, we could be stopped. We have a great offense. We could run into a lot of them. But we could be stopped. And for game three and game four, Boston stopped us. Bad. So now you got to wonder, did Aaron Boone have a good year? And I, I heard a lot of things. I'm a big fan of sports radio, and I was listening to WFAN, uh, Mike's on, with Mike Francesa. And a fan called in and asked him about Aaron Boone, saying, will he be fired? Could he be fired? And Francesa says, would you fire a manager that won just 100 games? And the guy said no, and he said, well, you answered your question. And in my opinion, I was just like, well, based off of last year, yeah, you can fire a manager that wins that many games. Because Brian Cashman fired Joe Girardi, and he got us a game a game away from going to the World Series. And if you ask me, that's way better than a 100-win regular season. That is way better. But yet he got fired. Now, this is this is the big difference between Joe Girardi and Aaron Boone. And it's it all came down to managing the bullpen. You know, you can't do too much about your hitters being shut down by just good pitching, just flat out good pitching. But you could keep the game closer to give them a chance to come back. Everybody wanted to kill Joe Girardi when he didn't challenge a call in uh, the ALDS against Cleveland in game two. Almost cost us a series, but guess what? He didn't make a mistake the rest of the way. We went three straight. We advanced to the ALCS. Now this time, with Aaron Boone at the helm, we don't. We don't go to the ALCS. In fact, we don't even win two games in the ALDS. We win one. And the rest of the games, it just didn't feel good we knew Boston won that game it was convincing not for one bit in game one did we think we were going to come back even when Judge hit the leadoff home run in the ninth inning in game one not for one second game four was the biggest hope we had in that last inning where were we the other nine the other eight where were we it's sad it's really sad uh, I have a lot of questions, uh, a lot of opinions with Aaron Boone managing the bullpen. You know, game one, he looked like a genius getting, uh, I think it was two innings, three innings out of Lance Lynn, if I'm not mistaken. Dellen Batances dominating in big situations. He called all the right, he, he pushed all the right buttons. He did. He really did. I'll give him his credit there. Even though throughout the season, he was known for... You know, mismanaging the bullpen a little bit. When to bring him in. When not to bring him in. Who to bring in. And it showed in game three. And it showed in game four. It really did. It was hard to watch game three. Uh, uh, at one point, I, I I didn't even... I don't know how I stayed watching it. I didn't want to. But I, I just... When it was seven to nothing, you know, I found a little bit of hope. I was like, oh, you know... 
A bloop and a blast may get this team rolling. Oh, man. Boston did that. Boston did that. It was hard to watch. He he had this one mistake where Luis Severino, you know, from the very first inning, very first pitch, Mookie Betts almost sent it into Monument Park, sent the ball into Monument Park. At that moment, I realized, oh, he does not have it today. Got through the inning, one, two, three. But he was hit hard. He could have given up three runs that inning easily. Easily. You go out for a second inning, give up a run. Okay. Looked bad. Did not look good. At that point, for somebody that said all hands on deck, short leash, you should have had somebody warming up in the pen. You didn't. You wait. He gets, at one point in the game, bases are loaded. And nobody's out. Then you take him out? You should have done that at the beginning of the inning. How do you even let him go out for another inning? And then of all people that you bring in in a basic loaded situation, you bring in a starting pitcher, Lance Lynn. A person that pitches... From the windup, not the stretch. A person that pitches with no runners on base, but you give him a situation with the bases loaded because of analytics? Because analytics tells you he should be pitching to Mookie Betts. So you're like, oh, you know what? Go ahead. Forget it. Let's go. Bring in Lance Lynn for Mookie Betts. We're going to stick with this script. Newsflash. Scripts don't work in sports. They don't. They never work. Occasionally they do. But, you know, how long can it last? Look at the Patriots. 27, down 27 to 3 in the Super Bowl against the Falcons. That first half was, well, first quarter, scripted. They looked awful. Scripts don't always work. They don't. Analytics is all cool. Sure, it may help you. But in the postseason, you got to make decisions on gut. Not on every... At, not, at numbers aren't the only source. So you bring in Lance Lynn to face Mookie Betts. He walks him on four pitches. Next batter, Andrew Benatendi. Bases clearing double. You knew it. Game was over. Absolutely, game was over. And then you decide to bring Chad Green in after that. You waited that long. We got embarrassed in our own home. We crapped the bed. And it took us to the ninth inning in game four the next day to attempt to clean it up. That was sad. That was sad. And then it makes you wonder, WWJD, what would Joe do? What would Joe already do? What would he do? In that situation. For somebody that had such a short leash on all his pitchers last year in the postseason. And everybody was complaining about that. And now you're complaining about the opposite with Aaron Boone. You know, it makes me wonder who's really running things for the Yankees. Is Aaron Boone the manager or is it Brian Cashman and the boys in the front office? A lot of questions. Very disappointed at that game. Nobody stepped up. Torres didn't look good all postseason. 
Anduar didn't look good. And I was very mad, very mad that he did not get an at-bat in that game four. Neil Walker played great, so I understand that. But when Torres is up and the base is loaded, base is loaded, with the bases loaded in the ninth inning, you have a chance to bring up a hitter that batted 290-plus, 27 home runs, drove in 90-plus. I get it. Torres had a great year. But would you rather have a struggling Torres who batted 270? Or would you rather have your doubles machine, Miguel Andujar, even if he was struggling in that situation? You know, people could disagree with me, but... I, I kind of believe that Miguel Andibar is like a next Adrian Beltre in a way. If he solidifies his defense at third, you can say that. But I think he 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 he, he could have came up with that big hit. He really could have. And I'm just forecasting, so I don't know. Maybe it's a big if. You know, what if? But the season's over now. And we got to move on. But it just, it's just a big question to ask. If you could fire Joe Girardi after getting you with a, with a team that definitely overachieved last season, and he could bring that team to the ALCS Game 7, and yet you can fire him? Will you fire Aaron Boone for his mismanagement of the bullpen? A lot of questions. A lot of questions. Now, going into next season, the Yankees have to address a few things. And on top of that list is, to me, Giancarlo Stanton. He doesn't fit in. He strikes out a ton. And the Red Sox just gave us, well, Houston even gave us from last year, the recipe to to make it this far, to make it to a World Series. And that's to play. You have to have a balanced team. You have to be willing to play small ball. You have to play small ball. You know, you have to bunt the runner over. You have to steal bases. I saw a crazy stat where during the regular season for the Yankees, we attempted to steal 40 times. Out of those 40, we were only successful 12 times. That is insane. Those teams in the 90s weren't built like that. They could do everything. And that's the best blueprint that we got. They showed us the way. And we have a young core. We have Aaron Judge. We have Gary Sanchez. We have Andujar. We have Torres. We have Didi. Hopefully he resigns. I think he will. Aaron Hicks. Gardner's getting up there in, in age. Find somebody young. Uh, I don't know. Clint Frazier? Give him a shot. Let's grow. Houston did it. They didn't start buying players every now and then. Come on. Let's grow this team. That series was sad. I would have been okay with it. I would have been sad, of course, if we lost to Oakland. I would have been sad if it was a loss to Houston or Cleveland or any other team. But the fact that we lost like that to the Red Sox, that was that was bad. We looked bad. Not something to be proud of. Now, just looking into next season, 
Will Giancarlo Stan still be there? Can we trade him? Will we trade him or not? We need a top-of-the-line starting pitcher. Is CeCe still going to be there? I believe he should. Is Guardy still going to be there? I believe he should. Not as a starter. As a role player. To be a leader in the clubhouse. I can't picture him and I can't picture both of them in another uniform after how long they've been uh, with the New York Yankees. Uh, my, my pitch for next season would be for the starting starting rotation at least. Obviously Severino or Tanaka on the top. Maybe you re-sign J.A. Happ. That wouldn't be bad. You sign Patrick Corbin, left-handed uh, all-star from the Arizona Diamondbacks. Bring him here. He's a New York kid. He's always wanted to play here. And then I, I think, you know, maybe you slot in Justice Sheffield or Chance Adams or just find another pitcher, really. Charlie Morton's a free agent. That's, that's not a bad pickup. He's been excellent. But I believe we should go with a six-man rotation going into next year for the simple fact that Severino needs his rest. He went. He pitched way more innings than he's ever did before. His arm is tired, and you can tell. His velocity, flat. For a guy that throws 99, 98 consistently, he was hitting 94, 95 in that game three. He wasn't on. Maybe that was attributed to the bullpen issue that was everybody was talking about, warming up eight minutes before the game. Ugh, don't get me started on that, because I could blame Aaron Boone, or I don't know who to blame for that. Whatever. But... The pitchers need rest. Tanaka could use the rest to rest his elbow so he doesn't get hurt during the year. Patrick Corbin, if he's there, that'll be nice. You know, a nice extra rest day. Same thing with J.A. Happ. You know, we, we, we have the money to pay players and we have the talent in the minor leagues to grow these players. Grow the young, young talent. Let's create that 90s team. Now, the American League isn't easy. Houston will be around for a long time. Boston's going to be around for a long time. Maybe even Cleveland, which they should. We can match that. We can be better than that. That series was not good. And I pray that this Yankee team gets better next year. And takes these Red Sox out. I want to see them again. I'd love to see it again. The storylines are amazing. But this team needs to get better. This team needs to get better at playing all-around baseball. We need to start hitting for average. 267 home runs? Yeah, it's cool. But winning a World Series is better. Let's see it. I'm Justin Ray. This is it for your podcast for the day. Just to let you guys know, I'm a big New England Patriot fan. I'm a big New York Knicks fan. I love basketball. I love football. And I could talk fantasy. I could talk pickums for the week for football. I'll make a podcast every week just so you can get my picks for the weekend. I'll start that next week. I hope you guys give this a listen. And this is just the beginning of more. Thank you all.